Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming to you from my office in Scottsdale, Arizona. For the record, I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you have chosen to listen to my podcast. You can reach me at packerbacker1957 at yahoo.com or on my website at www.weberswhippingpost.com. Today, we are joined by a new sponsor, the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. The great team at Ryan's Insurance Company is ready to provide you with your insurance needs today. Just call 815-936-0075 to talk to a representative. Or you can get an online quote at www.grinsure.com. So here I sit in my bedroom slash office in Arizona on March 22nd, and it's 53 degrees outside and raining. Logically, try putting those three things together. It's rainy and cold, in the middle of a desert, in the middle of March, in Arizona, not Illinois. Defies logic. So I called my mother in Jupiter, Florida for a shoulder to cry on. Well, it was 68 degrees there, so I was getting no sympathy from her. She thinks that's frigid. I call that great golf weather. I've been wintering here for 12 years, and this is the coldest and wettest three months I've seen. This year, I've seen it snow once, hail twice, and rain so hard I couldn't see the neighbor's house. The desert floor is bright green, and that was not in honor of St. Paddy's Day. It normally takes 75 to 100 years for a saguaro to grow an arm. I think the one outside our door grew two in the past months. The aqueducts running all over this state are full, almost as much as my sinuses that are working overtime. Flagstaff, Arizona has gotten 40 inches of snow just this month. Fairbanks, Alaska has gotten 28 inches of snow so far this year. And yet, to the global warming bunch, it isn't enough for the drought. One report said Arizona is in the midst of a 23-year mega drought, the worst in 1,200 years. Wait, that would indicate this region of the country has had droughts like this before. Wouldn't that be part of Mother Nature's cycles then? Climate alarmists always seem to ignore my nature cycles. I think if the good Lord blessed us with another Noah's Ark-type flood, it would not be enough rain for the global warming zealots. And yet those same zealots would use that much rain as more evidence of global warming. Everything is pinned to global warming, and if we just donate more money to the politicians and to the shysters, but I repeat myself, they will solve it. Al Gore is shyster numero uno. It's estimated this man made $300 billion off climate alarmism. Last January, he flew his private jet into Davos, Switzerland to deliver a speech, which was called unhinged, about boiling oceans and rain bombs. While he was releasing about a metric ton of hot air himself, he claimed greenhouse gases were simultaneously creating droughts, melting ice, and raising sea levels. That's having your cake and eating it too, Al. Let's examine some of Gore's other greatest miss hits. In 2009, he said there was a 75% chance the entire North Polar ice cap would be ice-free during the summer months within the next five to seven years. 75%, huh? That's called hedging your bet. It makes no sense. Either it was going to disappear or it was going to remain. Anyway, the cap's still there, Al. In 2006, in his overblown fictional documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, 
He predicted sea levels would rise as much as 20 feet in the near future. The East Coast would disappear under a sea of water. Well, since 1880, sea levels have risen 8 to 9 inches. At this rate, it will take 1,136 years to rise 20 feet, Al. At the same time, he predicted there would be no solving climate change if drastic measures weren't taken worldwide to reduce greenhouse gases by 2016. Well, we blew by that seven years ago, and we're still here, Al. In 2007, Gore received a Nobel Peace Prize for his overhyped predictions, proving once again a Nobel has all the value of a participation trophy in Pee-wee T-ball. If you recall, Barack Obama received one for, well, just being Barack Obama. In his acceptance speech, Al warned stronger storms would continue to threaten cities. That, too, is hyperbole as the accumulated cyclone energy index shows a slight downward trend over the past 30 years. Hurricane numbers have remained consistent since 1878. You know, Gordon made more rational forecasts with tangible solutions as opposed to hyperventilating and making unhinged predictions. He might have gained some traction. There is no doubt man could do a better job of cleaning up after itself but it's pure folly to believe men can affect my nature. Anything done to clean up our planet should be evolutionary, not revolutionary. We do not need to fork over more of our money in taxes towards yet another politician or elitist gas bag like John Kerry, who thinks he knows better than we do as he boards his private jet. Extreme global warming claims are nothing but a money and power grab by people already taking too much of our money. Perhaps Gore could give a couple hundred million of his own money back to the global cleanup cause if he feels so strongly about it. Well, what do I know? It's cold and wet down here in the Valley of the Sun right now, and it's keeping me from playing bad golf. You know, I have friends on Social Security down here counting on the money I lose to them. Hey, sports fan, this episode is brought to you by Brandon and Jeff Chero at Core Street Ford, now celebrating their 40th year serving the people of Kankakee County. Whether you're buying a new Ford, a pre-owned vehicle, or just needing your vehicle serviced, the good folks at Core Street Ford are committed to making this your place to go for your vehicle needs. Open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Stop by their show in Bourbonnet, Illinois, or look them up online at www.courtstreetford.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. Well, the Ukraine isn't enough. As I'm typing notes up for this podcast, it appears that we now are possibly engaged in yet another war with Iran. Our swamp war mongers must be ecstatic. I bet Lindsey Graham has wet himself with joy. Evidently, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Force attacked a building in Syria, killing a U.S. contractor and injuring six other Americans. Biden ordered this move countered by ordering a strike on an arms depot, allegedly killing eight Iranian soldiers. Not to be outdone, the Iranians have launched seven rockets into a U.S. base in Syria. I wonder if we will ever know the truth about how all this took place. We know from past experience with Hillary Clinton, we can't believe a damn thing of what is going on over there until a few fellow soldiers come home and tell us the truth. I just can no longer trust the U.S. motives when it comes to waging war around the world. Well, those fascist Republicans are at it again, and the Democrats don't like it one bit. Would you believe House Republicans had the audacity to pass a parent's bill of rights 
when it comes to parents' access to information on school curricula and the safety of their children. This includes those ridiculous and arbitrary mask policies, absurd critical race theory classes, and the most perverse of all, gender ideology. Predictably, the Dems fought this tooth and nail with threats that children wouldn't learn about the Holocaust because the Republicans would ban books on the subject. Somehow, that correlation was made of the Holocaust because the Republicans want to ban the book named Melissa, which describes the experience of a trans girl. This logic came from their leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He also accused the Republicans of wanting to bully the LGBTQ community. You know, maybe Jeffries has a point. Maybe it's time we did bully the LGBTQ community by standing up to them and telling them to calm the F down. Everything in life doesn't have to be about their sex lives. Why the hell are they so sexually energized about everything? I don't talk about my sex life, nor do my straight friends talk about theirs. We don't go around telling everyone we're straight. We don't have flags for being straight or wear shirts stating our straightness. We don't have dance parties with underage children promoting our straightness. So why do we have to know about a person's gayness or that he, she is transgender or any of those other acronyms? Why do they insist on cramming that down our collective throats? Why do they insist on promoting it to our underage children or our underage grandchildren? The promotion of one's sex life to underage children is nothing but pure grooming, and by God, I don't care what your problem is, you have no right to be grooming our kids. Get the hell away from our children and live your life without putting your sex life on public display. Well, it's been another week and former President Donald Trump hasn't been indicted yet for allegedly giving Stormy Daniels money five years ago. The statutes are two years. The reason is that the New York prosecutor doesn't have a legal leg to stand on and he knows it. I'm beginning to wonder if there is a huge bounty on Trump's head for the swamp monster that can take down the man who might have the nerve to pull the plug on the swamp. At the expense of our country, the Democrats have thrown everything but the proverbial kitchen sink at Trump just to interrupt or eliminate him. They have succeeded in delaying some of Trump's actions, but they haven't taken him down yet. Even though I'm a DeSantis backer, I'm starting to admire Trump for his tenacity to survive everything the Dems try to do to him. Speaking of Trump, he has decided to hold his first rally of the 2024 presidential bid in Waco, Texas. This has liberal shorts in a wad, as his rally coincides with the 30th anniversary of the Waco siege. His rally choice and date are evidently supposed to send us right-wingers a message of some sort. I suppose in Trump's head it might send a signal, but I miss that message and I follow this crap religiously. Waco, if you recall, was a siege by the FBI over some religious extremists led by David Koresh of the Branch Davidians. There was a 51-day standoff between the two before a fire killed 76 people. You know, 30 years ago, when I was young and dumb and completely numb from working 70-hour weeks to try and carve out a living, I just figured the government knew what they were doing by trying to release those people from their crazed, caresses clutches. I never questioned the government and was glad to see the standoff finally terminated. Koresh and his ilk had to be stopped, right? You know what? 30 years later, I have to wonder about that whole episode because in the last couple of years, I have learned the FBI, along with our entire government, is not to be trusted. 
Perhaps Koresh and his followers were murdered by our government. I don't suppose I'll ever know the truth, but it's a shame I now think that way. Did you see that while we are still arguing about transgenders, pronouns, Trump, and other silly minor things, China and Russia are playing nice? I wonder if this may signal the end of America's world dominance. What a world we are leaving to our children and grandchildren, thanks to the liberal infestation of this country. Think I'm being overcritical of liberals? Check out Saul Alinsky's book, Rules for Radicals, written in 1971. He pretty much set the example of what to do to ruin this country, much of what is going on today. As a side note, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were disciples of this anarchy, explaining why I'm always so harsh against them. Do you have a TikTok account? 150 million Americans have that app, which is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance, but I'm not one of them. Congress has finally gotten around to wanting to ban it if the Chinese owners don't sell the company. I'm still not sure if Congress's reasons is for the safety of American users for getting their personal information hacked by China, or if it is purely for economic reasons due to popularity in America. By the way, even though TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, the Chinese government doesn't allow TikTok in China. Instead, they allow an app called Dubin, which has 600 million users and is heavily censored. I've urged my children to stop using TikTok and not allowing our grandchildren on it, but not sure if they are hearing me. I bet they call me a boomer when I'm not around. Hey, Facebook users, tell me where it says in the Bible, if I forward your message to 50 other people, I will be blessed. And with that, I'll wind up this edition of Weber's Whipping Post. Hope you tune in again next time. Thanks, folks.